Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. everybody guys and girls welcome back to another edition of the football function podcast available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify or any other podcasting platform that you prefer also available on patreon if you prefer an ad-free experience um as always i'm one of the hosts of the show michael ritter you can find me on twitter at michael five ritter or on instagram at michael ritter five also one of the hosts of the smackdown review over on the wwe podcast but joining me on today's episode this week five review, my typical co-host, my humble co-host, student of the game, Terry Minifield. Terry, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing good as well. It's week five, ready to jump into this. We had a lot going on. Ready to talk some football with my boys to start my football talk or whatever. I want to congratulate the Memphis Cyclones for opening up their district play with a dub. Um, they they won against Quanta Indians and uh Dude, it was a it was a it was a badass game. It's been a it's been a while since I've been to a competitive um, high school football game. Oh, just hard hitting from the start, knowing that these two teams really do freaking hate each other from the freaking cheerleaders, from the band members to the coaches. Dude, it was it was awesome. It was that that high school rivalry that you you know you know, you come to know. Um, but yeah, it was it was fucking raining from the coin flip, so we were just getting drenched the whole time. But it was it was awesome football atmosphere. Uh, Memphis did win the game, so yeah, shout out to them. Um, we got a couple guests for you guys. I'm gonna let Mike bring them in. Yeah, I love a love a good cheerleader rivalry. <laughs> anyways, yeah, joining us on this episode, we have an in studio guest yes, and sir. a guest joining us via the internet. So it's a loaded show here, Hell and I'm yeah. looking forward to it. But uh, we'll introduce the in studio guest first. He is the deliverer of the flash drive every yes, week. Sir. He covers the Cleveland Browns for us here on the show. Um, it's no secret he is a patron of the show. He listens to every single episode, so we thank him number one for always being you know a supporter of the show. 100%. But now he's hopping in the studio. He made a trip to Funky Town to uh, to come review this week five slate with us. So Caleb Grant, thank you so much for joining, mm-hmm. bud. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me, guys. As uh, always. Yeah, it wasn't uh, too great of a day for old Cleveland today, but uh, glad to be on, <laughs> get a chit chat with you guys, some football. You know, a lot of good football was played today, so Fuck can't yeah. wait to get into it. Yeah, both of our games being in the noon slot, our, our heartbreak kind of came almost like simultaneously. Like, yes, like especially <laughs> like as I was hearing him, I was like, oh my gosh, did I just hear what I think I heard? Like for him, but meanwhile, I had my whole my 
I had stuff on my own plate going on. <laughs> I had my own problems to worry about. So it was tough to, you know, really get a grasp of what, you know, what else was going on. But other than Caleb, we do have another guest, Jaguars fan. He yes, was sir. on not too long ago talking about the state of the Jaguars. And clearly things are a little bit different right now than they were back then for right. the state of the Jaguars. So Dylan Gonzalez, bud, thank you so much for joining. Looking forward to talking to you, bud. How you doing? What's up, pal? Doing good, man. Glad to be fucking back on again. Yes, sir. Hey, glad to be Ready back. To talk some football. Find yeah. out some of these scores that I haven't even seen yet. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one good thing. There's always a few games that I don't get a chance to get any eyes on during the game at all. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, from being wrapped up in the games that you have to cover and you just, I mean, you might see a highlight here or there, but there's always something that you don't know. And that's why I enjoy coming uh, and talking to the people that actually got to watch those games and get their insight on it. But kind of similar to last week. This week started off earlier mm-hmm. than what they typically do because of that London game. London Packers had their first ever international game against the New York Giants. They got off to a 17-0 lead. So Packers. you saw, and I picked them. I was very confident. Yeah. I, I remember I said, oh, fuck, dude. Now I'm going to have to go on the show and sound like a stooge again because I was super confident that the Packers were going to get it done. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. They blow a 17-0 lead to the New Ooh, York the Giants boat. right on Saquon Barkley's back along with a little bit of contributions from what receivers they do have out there. I couldn't even tell you their names. Darius Slayton. Saquon was one of the most targeted on there. Uh, Marcus Johnson. Yeah, no name guys. All I will say, though, is this game, this game kind of hurt a little early in the morning for multiple reasons. But number one, <laughs> I, I put my first parlay Ever? Today. Yeah, oh. ever today. Oh, my, my, my next one would be my first because I've never done it. Yeah, it was a four-leg. Yeah. And the first leg was that Saquon Barkley would get over 114 all-purpose yards. So okay. rushing, receiving, added together. Just had to get over 114 yards on the day. By the time I noticed or, like, realized, oh, shit, like, I forgot I got Saquon in this parlay, he already had 51 yards in the second quarter. So I thought it was in the bag. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, dude, he's going to get this, you know, and then he goes basically yardless mm-hmm. for the whole third quarter. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pissed off. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I, my, my, my perspective on Saquon Barkley completely changed after that. Just, I can see why. Yeah. I'm pretty pissed, <laughs> I you know, but uh, anyway, he ends up breaking off like a 50 yard run after that. He ends up falling eight yards short of no. that total. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of screwed but I, my last leg, which ended up being Christian McCaffrey, I bet the under on him getting 95 all-purpose yards. He gets like one-something. I don't know what it was. He definitely beat it, though. So right. it wasn't only Saquon, but just that game kind of started the day off. It set the tone for like <laughs> a little bit of disappointing. <laughs> a little but, down day. And another thing that sucks is I picked the Packers to win. So it wasn't even like, all right, cool, you know, Saquon didn't get his, but hey, the Packers at least won, so I'm good in the picks. Like, no, the, the Packers lost, and Saquon barely missed his mark. So it's like just, you know, double, like a, a d- double kick to the shin there. Yeah, but, man. That's, I mean, that's horrible. I, I will say that one takeaway from the game other than, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense looking pretty damn good at first. I thought, okay, they're rolling here. Maybe the Packers offense is finally starting to get into their groove. Mm-hmm. But the crowd, the crowd aspect, from what I saw on Twitter, there were several fans, Green Bay fans, that were commenting on the fact that the Packers don't typically p- play in like home environments that get that loud. Like Lambo, it's one of the best stadiums in the entire league in terms of like home field advantage yeah, because of the, the pure passion, like. the the I guess what word is it? The uh the parody between the fans. Like for the most part, it's always gonna be like at least like 70-30 in the Packers stadium. Right, you know, like right. they're not gonna let home or road teams fill it up. Yeah. But this, they were playing, you know, in London, obviously, and more of like an, like kind of like an enclosed stadium. It's not a dome, but it does have that echo effect. Mm-hmm. And they're the fact that there that. are thousands and thousands of Packer fans there, there were people who made the trip to London who also go to Lambeau who said it is like Packers, like Packers fans usually don't get that type of like 
noise yeah, yeah, for like yeah. a quote unquote home game, which is what what it typically was. But like I said, so it was more Giants mutual. Giants steal this one, and they're a feisty team. They shouldn't be this competitive. That's why I really you know I tie it to coaching in the hire of Dayball and mm-hmm. Martindale and the fact that they are getting more with less. Kayvon Thibodeau is making his presence felt as well as like Dexter Lawrence, their defensive line, their early draft picks are starting to pan out. And the Giants are looking pretty good, I must say, in that very competitive NFC East as we stand there right now. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Dayball because um, just looking at the that box score, you can tell the halftime adjustments were, you know, were made and then and, and, um, they went on executed. They didn't score in the third quarter and only, I guess, got a sack in the end zone or a safety or whatever um, for two points. I mean, that's that's shutting them out in the second quarter. That's, that's pretty – you could hang your hat on that. And it was an intentional safety, by the way. I will say that. <laughs> okay. they, they gave them that safety on purpose for, I guess, strategic kind of. reasons mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to give them better field position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, you can't you can't give that give that away from that Giants defense. Like you said, Thibodeau was playing like a man on fire, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see it, man. Yeah, without a doubt. You guys got anything on this game? Were you all able to tune into this one uh, and catch any of it in the early morning? I wasn't, but I was very surprised with the outcome. That's for sure. Yeah, I was too, without a doubt. I mean, even when I did the picks, I saw that it was probably like there was only like three people out of forty-seven that actually picked. Yeah, I was, I was wondering because I saw that too. I was like, man, this is a clean sweep. Yeah, but Caleb, you got anything on this? Oh, I was just gonna say I was definitely sleeping for the start of this one, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) definitely uh, heartbreaker for the. Packer fans there. Definitely, yeah, that's a gut punch, man. Yeah. But I will say, but I will say the way you guys. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was gonna say with Rogers and I mean his clutch gene. That just, I mean, that's gotta hurt, you know. Took a little dip in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah go ahead. the way you are talking about the fans in London. I mean, as a Jaguars fan, we've played. A that's y'all second home out there. Yeah, exactly. We've played so many games there, and you know, I do. I watch you know every game. So the crowds in those those stadiums over there for, for the foreigners wanting to watch this stuff. There's so much fans. It's so much louder than most of the, your games you get here. So that definitely has an effect chance. over there. Also, by the way, <laughs> different different excitement. I mean, you don't. How rarely do they get these games? So did you see yeah, that? Exactly. Did you hear that chant that was uh that they were chanting earlier about the cheese, the Giants fans? Uh-uh. They're pretty much telling them in their in their accents. They're saying you could stick that cheese up your ass. Pretty uh, much. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun little fun little environment. Yeah, I like to see it from, you the, foreign, little from the foreign fans, but. Speaking of foreign, Grim Reefer, patron of the show. Yes, sir. He's connected to the Minnesota Vikings, and we're talking about the Packers. Let's stay in the NFC North. Transition here to the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. I covered this game, and oh my my gosh. If you slept through the beginning of this game, you missed Kirk Cousins play like Joe Montana in his prime. He started this game 17 for 17. Let's go, Kirk. He finished the first half, I believe it was. Let's see here. 22 of 26, 217 yards. In one touchdown, that first half also included two rushing touchdowns from Dalvin Cook, a little bit of like a misdirection uh, counter run with Jalen Rager, for, or former Philadelphia Eagles. So mm-hmm. They were getting like goal line touchdowns, there, but it was all Justin Jefferson carrying them down the field. I need to get his stat line here because he was part of my parlay. He, he was one of the legs that I had, and I was actually very confident that he was going to hit it, and he did. He had it in the first quarter because it was over 83 yards, and he had like 91 yards in the first quarter. I am going to get his stats pulled up really quickly here because I do want to get his total. I've got him right here. He had 12 possessions for 154. Off 13 targets, though. Mm-hmm. That's efficient. Mm-hmm. So they only targeted him 13 mm-hmm. times, and he was just absolutely abusing mm-hmm. the uh, Chicago Bears. But they did after that like 21-3 lead, I believe it was, that the Bears got up to. 
they eventually started to kind of inch back. You know, there was a, the best catch of the entire day came in this game by Darnell Mooney. He kind of moved them down the field. David Montgomery, whose name was spelt wrong on the back of his jersey today. What? <laughs> David Montgomery. They threw an extra O in there. Okay. Uh, so definitely, yeah. Montgomery? Yeah, yeah. David Montgomery knows he had Montgomery on the end. But, yeah, so that, that was something that I noticed. You know, he didn't let that affect him, was able to get into the end zone. But the Bears were just kind of inching back, you know. Being Kicking field goals here and there, mm-hmm. getting plays from guys like Cole Komet. Like I said, Mooney, they were just moving the ball down the field. Justin Fields on the ground just wasn't enough. Ended up, they ended up like literally getting this game stripped away from them at the very end. It was a Minnesota Vikings defensive back. Don't know who it was, but he literally just ripped the ball out of the Chicago Bears' hands, down seven points. Game was very much still up in the air. And uh, the Minnesota Vikings literally and figuratively just took it away from them. But one thing I will say about this, it's it's noteworthy for Justin Fields and, I guess, Kirk Cousins. Uh, they got the win, but like I said, he completed his first 17 passes. So he was 17 for 17 in this game. He still finished with a worse QBR than Justin Fields. Wow. So, I mean, if you're going to – if you're going to – if they're going to spot you wow. 17 straight completions and you basically can complete three-fourths for the rest of the game and, you know, you'd be pretty good. He finished 32 of 41 for 296. And uh, one touchdown, one interception. The interception was pretty bad. It was literally what got the Bears back in this bad boy. Like I said, they were inching their way with field goals and, you know, just big plays from uh, Darnell Mooney and then Cole Komet got one and just their running game was kind of keeping a minute. But for the most part, uh, the Vikings controlled this one and the score might be a little bit deceptive, but I would yeah. say for over three and a half quarters, the, the Vikings weren't controlled. Yeah, they had this one 22 to, 29 and 22. Uh, it looked like Kirk had a pretty complete game. Um, like you said, almost breaking that 300 mark. So, um, I guess um, coming back to form is a uh, you, you, I guess you can say that about him. But as a whole, they're looking like um, they're they're jiving and and things are heading in the right direction. So you love to see it. Shout out to the to the Vikings fandom and everything. But you gotta love how how the the improvements of the Bears are getting and where they're going and stuff. So you know you gotta take it with a grain of salt. Caleb, you got anything on this one? <clears throat> Um, the main thing I took from that was definitely that catch. That was phenomenal. Yeah. You said it from the living room <laughs> and I was the other room. I definitely went, went on Twitter and had to go see what the fuss was all about. And I mean, you were right. That was a beautiful I catch. I mean, dude, just that reach back. It was Odell-esque, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was just... His other hand was getting grabbed. Yeah, like, it was getting held on. That was perfect. Yeah, and all you hear is that the Bears... I'm guilty as anyone of saying is that the bears have no wide receivers one of the worst wide receiver cores in the entire league and for them to get the catch of the day i mean got to give a little bit of a shout out but dylan you got anything on this one i got nothing Sounds all like right Kurt well doing Kurt cousins things yeah <laughs> just doing his thing Despite it not, i mean hey you, you got to give him uh i guess the fact that it was at noon he's more so in his in his comfort yeah, zone, you know, if you give him, if you give him a home noon game with you know an in a, you know against a divisional opponent, that's why he started so great. You know, just he was in his absolute uh, zone. Mm-hmm. I guess you'd say, but step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tennessee Titans at Washington Commanders. The big story here, Brian Robinson. Yes, sir. Making his NFL debut after just six weeks ago, I think it was. He was robbed and mm-hmm. suffered multiple gunshot wounds mm-hmm. to his leg, but he's back. Go watch the, the video of him running out of the tunnel. If you haven't already, yeah, it's, it's on the internet somewhere. It's and chilling. It's definitely one of those things that uh, it kind of just, I guess, sets the stage for like what he went through to where he is now and obviously what he has in store. But I, th- this was one of the games that I did not see a single play from, other okay. than Carson Wentz looking kind of pissed off at the end of the game. Mm-hmm, there's and a great reason for that. I, I, like, I like their jersey combo, that yeah. all burgundy that, that they had. Nice. That looked good. But outside of that, how'd this game go? It looked really nice. Those jerseys really complemented each other. But in this game, it was solely won by Derrick Henry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, King Henry. Because that's 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 how he that's how he played today, and it was it was phenomenal to watch. He rushed for one touchdown, 114 yards off 22 carries, and like I said, was the heart and soul of this offense. His counterpart Jeffrey Simmons, good God, that guy deserves the game ball because he was everywhere, being a man that disrupted every fucking play. There was a play where, shout outs to Brian Robinson, he did break off his longest run, and nobody was getting him down. He was running through secondary like it was nothing. Jeffrey Simmons from 40 yards away from, you know, be, being at his uh, defensive tackle spot, ran him down, Chased him down huh? ran him down and was the only one that could tackle him. And it was it was like literally in my eyes that it that was the play of the game right there. Um, but those two, they really put on for the for the Tennessee Titans and really um, handled their own. Um, but, yeah, like I said, uh, Derrick Henry was just doing at will. Uh, at the beginning of it, it kind of seemed like the commanders had the recipe of uh, how to stop him with all those defensive talent. The first rounders that they've selected up front, they were really getting after him. Uh, the two uh, Alabama guys, uh, I cannot find my Jerome space. Payne, yes, Jonathan Allen. Yes, and I mean they they both well Jonathan Allen played with Derrick Henry, so I mean he was excited for the the contact and all that stuff. And boy, they showed up and they they really delivered the first half showing. You know how you could stop him of just just weighing on him, just being everywhere. And that defensive line was really manhandling um, the offensive line. You could really tell the suffering from Taylor Lewan not being there. Um, I can't think of the the dude's ba- uh, the dude's uh, name, but he was number seventy one. He was getting picked on and eaten up alive today. Tannehill was under pressure all game, but he you know Ryan Tannehill did his thing. He went fifteen for twenty five, one hundred and eighty one yards, one touchdown. So. You know, clean slate for for uh, you know his quarterback play, and he, he's come becoming a uh, you know a guy that you could rely on. Obviously, 
And, you know, coming down to those clutch times, he is no matter how the the beginning of the game looked, because it was kind of sluggish at the beginning, but as long as he could ride and feed off the energy of Derrick Henry, uh, I think his performance, you know, of, of being a elite subpar, you know, area kind of guy is all they need and, and, and could use. But yeah, Derrick Henry definitely took over this game. But you can't give it away. Like I said, um, this Dolph or this uh, Commanders defense is is phenomenal. Carson Wentz played great. Uh, I just don't see how much better he could play, except for the very last play of the game. They were driving all the way down on the score. They were, um, you know, at the three yard line, pretty much or four, three or four yard line, and he throws a costly interception. That's the story of his career. Yeah, man, that's exactly you know, what I was gonna like, say. That is that is it. And when is he when he's gonna get that monkey on his off his back? Yeah, you never know. It's just who he is. It's yeah. just who he is. I, I hope it. I hope it gets different. I hope it gets better, man, because. He played great. It was it was phenomenal. Uh, let me get, let me read you his stats. Twenty five of thirty eight, three hundred and fifty nine yards, two touchdowns, and that one costly interception, which everybody will remember. Everybody will. Yeah, it sucks. Nobody will talk about all the the other shit that he did well. It's just that one yeah. little blemish. Um, but yeah, but that blemish. Go ahead, go ahead. But you know that one thing is the one that you know. I know that's the only thing people are going to focus on, but that one thing is the thing that could have changed the game. You know. It cost them everything. Cost them, you know. Yep. Yeah, they took this. Tennessee Titan took this game twenty-one to seventeen, boys. Yeah, that's that's just the thing. Like I said, that's, that's a just the story of Carson Wentz's career. I mean, he's got a lot of James Winston in it. For three quarters, he'll look like an MVP quarterback. You know, yeah, he'll look like yeah. somebody that can be a franchise quarterback. But eventually, that other shoe's going to fall. And I mean, I literally saw it today where Carson Wentz, when he was on the Colts, on first down, just. Like on, like with his back to his own end zone, getting <laughs> oh, sacked. Yeah, I'm sure you guys know which play it is. He just threw it up to yeah. a Titan, and probably the, the one of the worst plays I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life. But I don't really have anything on this game. Like I said, didn't get any eyeballs on it. I'll have to, you know, look at some stuff during the week to kind of see how this one played out. But Caleb, you got anything on this one? Um, I didn't really get to watch a whole lot of it. Kind of here and there in between commercial breaks for my game and stuff. But I mean, I did get to see that last play that Terry was talking about, and man. Thomas, I'm sorry, but that's yeah, a rough that, one. I was about to that's say the same thing. Sorry, Thomas. Yeah, definitely not I fun. That's a gut punch, man. At all. But uh, we can go ahead and move on yes, to another game. Keep things, or I guess you know that game was intra-conference. We'll go to an NFC game here: Seattle at New Orleans. This one, I mean, DK Metcalf struck first. Right, got a 50-yard touchdown, and this was high scoring. Both teams scored. I mean, over 30 points. 39-32 was the final score. The Saints do get the win, but I mean, dude, Taysom Hill. Four touchdowns today, three rushing. One of them was for like 60 yards. Oh, shit. And then he also threw for a touchdown. So this was the Taysom Hill show. Without him, they do not win this game. Alvin Kamara did a little bit here and there. I bet you hate saying that, too. I don't really get it <laughs> at this point. You know, whenever you, whenever, <laughs> whenever you play Tom Brady and you have that shit happen that happened today, you're not really fucking worried about yeah, Taysom Hill. You're, right? you're, <laughs> you're numb yeah. to a lot of other things. Yeah, but this was their second win of the season. Uh, for a while there, they were a Falcons-blown lead away from being 0-4. So now they finally do get a hard-earned win, and they do deserve it. I mean, Geno Smith, dude. Like, can we can we say it already? I mean, I know we have to let the draft picks play out and all that, but the Seahawks won that trade. I could say the, that. You know, with, with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Look at I'll them right sure now. Say that. Being competitive, they haven't missed a beat. The Seahawks weren't that great last year. Like, they really weren't with Russell <laughs> Wilson. So they're about the same as that they were. Pete Carroll was on to something. And then you look at, you know, what the Broncos are. I mean – I understand sometimes you gotta <laughs> let things go, but dude, they are shitty. They are like they are horrible. absolutely like they like that slop fest that was Thursday night that the Colts <laughs> have no business really, you know, being in or getting a pass either. 
but at least they won. You know, at least they get to fly home yeah. and think, all right, you know, we at least get the win. You know, yeah, the well, win's a win. Yeah, you know, the Broncos are like shit, man. We look like shit, and we fucking lost. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, so that's kind of they're in a little bit of a shitty spot dealing with some injuries, but. Either ways, uh, we're not really talking about that. Or we kind of got a little bit off off the rails. Here. I guarantee Georgia beats both those teams. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee. I, I don't. I, know, I guarantee I don't, you they could. I don't. I'm not for the fucking saying that a a, a, college, a college team, team can beat a pro team ever, dude. Georgia no was way. struggling against like who? Who was it that they were like struggling with not that long ago? I really can't remember. I can't remember either. But damn, it looks like. Hold on, we have some breaking news here. We have to read on the show. The Falcons just traded Deion Jones of the Cleveland Browns. I'm glad Caleb Grant is on the show for this news. That's crazy. Some breaking news during the show. Late round draft pick, I'm fine with it. You know, I was fine with, you know. I think he said he was going to be gone a long time ago. It's contract reasons. Mm -hmm. He might fit with what y'all do. Dean Pease and what what he asked his linebackers to do. That's why we drafted Troy Anderson because of that big body. We we like him to take on blockers and stuff. He's a coverage linebacker. Very similar to Jeremiah Owusu-Kormoa, who is a little bit banged up. I like this move for y'all, I to say too. the least. I you really know, do. I've been high on him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's interesting, man. It's going to be tough to get back on track. But we'll try here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. Well, no, no, you're good. Oh, that was breaking yeah, news. That was, that, we that, that was breaking that. news. I mean, that's it's tough, but we got to. So I got to <laughs> my best here. But anyways, yeah, I mean, Lockett goes off here for a touchdown, a deep one. The Seahawks offense really look, looked alive. Um, Chris Olave, though, he gets – after he scored a t- touchdown – gets slammed on the ground, literally gets knocked out. Like, he's knocked unconscious, so he doesn't come back into the game. But, I mean, it was like like I said, it was literally after a touchdown. But Alvin Kamara fumbled in this game. DK, uh, DK Metcalf fumbled in this game. A lot of people were putting the ball on the ground. So when you look at Damn. the final score, 39-32, one yeah, touchdown game, could have went either way. So the Saints don't need to come out of this game thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, like our problems are solved. Bring on the Buccaneers. Let's play for this division. The Seahawks were dead last against the run. So, yeah, Taysom Hill had his day. You know, I mean, Kamara probably should have done a lot better, but it's a little bit more difficult. Tra- Taysom Hill in those tricky looks. It's you not like really it's not like being under center that. and handing off to Alvin Kamara. Yeah, you can you know, scheme against has, Alvin Yeah, Kamara. exactly. You know, it looks a little bit more natural. But you got to mm-hmm. account for the run with Taysom Hill. It's mostly a read option right. where he could easily give the ball off. But, I mean, yeah, there's really not a whole lot to it. Saints get their first win. Seahawks have to go back and continue, you know, I guess back to the uh, the drawing board, so uh, so to speak. But the Seahawks are in a little bit different spot. They got draft picks. They basically were punting this year anyway. So the fact that they look competitive, kind of similar to us. I see a lot of us in the Seahawks, just being completely honest. And I know it's not a good thing. You know, I'm not bragging about that. Or anything, but I just I call it a spade a spade, and I see it. But yeah, Saints get the win here. Not sure if you guys got anything on this one. I love how Gino's just answering the call. I guess if you want to say that, you know, right now, he, I guess he's saying he's not writing back or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see that that's you know happening in his favor and and you know everybody's writing him off, but you know he's playing well. I love to see it. Uh, I guess I think I got this one right in the pick, so you know I'm happy all days when that happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all for Geno Smith, man. Hell you know, yeah, he was so he was so good at West Virginia. You know, I really liked him coming out of the draft, and his career just yeah. went to shit so fast. <laughs> <laughs> for him to come back, you know, I'm like, dude, hell yeah, let's see something. That first game they had, oh my gosh! Yeah, I thought he was all the way back. Yeah, I was like, okay, he's back to fucking having an MVP season or what? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, that uh, that concussion was pretty rough. I saw that. Uh, Alave? Yeah, mm-hmm. Alave won. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is we've, I mean, you've just these past couple of weeks with Tua's first one, and then, of course, the second one, you know, they were talking about Higgins had one, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And it's crazy how many of these are stacking up because even us, I mean, Denzel Ward with, when it went without, uh, went, out with a concussion, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so it's scary how these things are stacking up right now. It's curious to see what the league is going to do about it or if yeah, they're going to do anything that about is, it. That's one thing that when we walked in this, into Funky Town that was brought up on the TV that we have in here, you know, what the, the future holds of the protocol and everything. But, you know, it, it, anything that comes out of it is going to benefit the players. It's going to be, you know, I guess detrimental to the fan because of the game is going to get watered down and all that jazz. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all for uh, player safety. Uh, I don't, I really don't care the outcome of the game, you know, as long as a, a good, you know, game is performed. Yep. I'm all for a 15 yard penalty, taking a headshot to, uh, <laughs> you know, opponents, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge later. On, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, Detroit lions at new England Patriots, a shutout here. Some damn good uniforms were displayed, yes, sir. but, did I just say that correctly? A shutout? The Detroit Lions, the number one points per game offense, point over 30 points every single game this season. Yeah. They don't score shit yeah. against the New England Patriots. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what, what the fuck happened here. I know they were down some people, right, though? I mean, is that what happened? Well, d- towards the end, you could uh, – yeah, you could say that because uh, they lost five defensive backs, you know, during the duration of the game and, you know, relying on your third string and fourth string DBs is, is not what you want. But Bailey Zappi's first NFL starts ends with a dub and you got to love it. Um, but a huge part of this was on the foot of Nick Falk scoring 17 points for us, going five for five on field goals and two for two on PATs. Uh, so, I mean... You gotta, you gotta love having a reliable kicker like that. I, mean, I know it's just field goals, but points are points. When you can go down and score points, and and your defense plays as phenomenal as we did today, it's that's gonna get you dubs. I don't care what. Yeah. You know, three points is better than zero. It's sustainable. That's, that's the right. thing. This isn't like trick plays or mm-hmm. anything like that, or making the like taking advantage of a weak opponent. Which yeah, the Lions typically are not the you know the juggernaut yeah, of yeah, a team yeah. that can come into your building and give you a problem. But the Patriots really haven't been like on that level. Right, you know, this season, so mm-hmm. it would be understandable as to why this could be a good game, and why you might actually think the Lions have a chance to win it. Me, I did. Yeah, I was everybody, a lot of people were writing this. You off. were one of probably three people in the picks out of the forty-seven who did pick the Patriots. So okay. shout out to you because I know, I know it wasn't a biased homer pick. You had a reasons why you thought this team was going to win. Sure you, did. you were pretty confident in it. And they actually did handle business. The jerseys, though, I mean, the field matched it. That's the thing. You could bring the throwback jerseys back all you want, but if it doesn't match the field, yeah, you appreciate it, but it doesn't bring that 
extra touch. Yeah. You know, that just I, I I loved it. And I even said, like, hey, I would love the Patriots to, you know, bring this back. Obviously, they're not going to, but it's just one of those things that uh their current uniforms and their current, I guess, scheme like, name pattern. uh word mark or whatever, just mm. it's attached to bad memories. So bringing this one back <laughs> would be a little bit better for me. But uh, yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I mean, shout out to the Patriots for getting it done, though. Shout out to casual wrestling fan as well. I know definitely, that he, definitely. Uh, he, Huge but, shout out. And also Detroit Kyle. He was on the, the opposite side yeah, of this one. That's why I didn't want to dive in too deep in it. I didn't want to open up any wounds or anything. But uh they had to come back down to earth. All right. They were scoring a lot. You know, they had to be reminded, hey, yeah. where are we in this? Damn right. You know, kind of similar to what happened to us. Damn you know, right. Don't, to, don't forget you're the Lions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the Jets, though, the Jets are starting to forget they're the Jets, and that oh, game's man, really, yeah, yeah, a little bit later on in the show, but kind of just while we're talking about it, yeah, man, one of those teams like things are kind of starting to get flipped over on their exactly. Head. I love, I love seeing the, those young guns performing, dude. And I love the the future of what they're they're bringing. Exactly, but we we kind of talked about it a little bit, talking about that breaking news with the trade involving the Cleveland Browns. I got to see the Cleveland Browns play last week in person. So did Caleb Grant. And this week, they go back home to Cleveland. There were some bug problems going on there in the Cleveland Browns stadium, just like bugs flying around. It was, it's just a seasonal thing. It wasn't okay, like, okay. A, hey, our stadium has bed bugs or anything oh, yeah. like that. That's the first <laughs> part They were flying in the sky and just sticking. The only reason why you could see it is because it's orange and, like, the bugs were really mm-hmm. dark and they, they mm-hmm. just really stuck out. Contrast but uh, definitely a nail-biter here, back-and-forth type of game for the Browns and the Chargers. Caleb covered this, the first ever in-person flash drive. How'd this one go? And uh, bear with me on this one. It's uh, it was a heartbreaker, that's for sure. So, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, all around good game uh, by both teams. Not gonna lie, uh, time of possession was literally thirty minutes to twenty nine. Damn. I mean, okay. Total yards. Chargers got us. You know, four sixty five to four forty three passing yards. We got them two thirty to two twenty seven. Okay. Yeah, rushing yards, uh, they got us 238, two, our 213, you know, first downs. We got them 27, 26. You know, it was a close game all around, not going to lie. But it's a hard-fought game. Man, Eckler, this dude went off this game. We uh, First off, I'll start from the beginning. I mean, we, went up, we went up 14 points, you know, two quick touchdown scores. You know, we're looking really good. In and, control. In control, yeah, that's right. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just – how it goes for us most of the time is when we look really good, just prepare for bad to be coming. Cause damn it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just hard for us to get a, a full game together looking really good. You know, it's, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's it's a defense some weeks. You know, it's offensive play call some weeks. You know, this week we had two missed field goals. Exactly, and only losing by two points. Like, gosh. yeah, we had eleven seconds left at the end of the game, and uh, Cade York misses second field goal of the game, and it just that one hurt. I mean, Mm-mm. Jacoby last drive right before that, you know, threw an interception. We we had about you guys were driving, right? Yeah, we Other... were driving. Yeah, we were driving. It was uh, first down. We would have been like at the one yard line, Jeez. so like we literally should have scored, you know, or at yeah. least got the field goal to go up. But went for it on fourth. Yeah, we uh, went for it, didn't get it. That very next drive, they actually didn't get it either. They went for it on fourth and two, and we stopped them. And that's when that's the, how you set yourself up. That's for the how field we goal, set yeah. ourselves up for the field goal, and it just. It did not work, but uh, I will say Nick Chubb. He had a, he had a day. I mean, I'm not sure exactly stat lines here. I got, I got, I got, yeah, I got yeah, it right here. Yeah. He had 17 carries for 134 yards, average eight yards yeah. a carry yeah, though. Yeah, two yeah, touchdowns. Two tutties, yeah. yeah but one of the big questions was. That's what uh, I expected. Yeah, the last two games, the last drive 
of both games, Chubb wasn't in either one of those drives, and it's just like, why, why not have that? And both ended so in an in, interception. Yeah, I was about to say, in yeah. my head, I'm automatically thinking pass. Yeah. Pass, well, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if you're referring to the field goal drive or the interception drive. It, that, it, it, it was the it was the interception. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but still, yeah. It was just. I mean, Jacoby pulling a Baker. I mean, mm. it sucks. You yeah, know, that's what sucks. Yeah, that's but that's kind of why he has been who he is, you know, is what is this is six different team. I mean, yeah, there's a reason why a travel, he man. hasn't been starters. Cause yeah. this, it's that clutch gene at the very end of the game, just like old Kirk cousins, you know, he'll play good all throughout the whole game. You'll say, damn, this guy's, you know, looking really good in the very end, just do something to make you question it. But, yeah. but what I've loved the most is how much you guys have rallied behind him. Um, how much longer is the Sean? Six more games. Six, six games. more games. Yeah. And, okay. and, and I'm not okay. totally hating on Jacoby because yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he, he, completely, he, what he he's completely balled out today. But we I mean, all knew yeah, he, was. He, he definitely has a, has a ceiling. And I mean, yeah, it's hard for him yeah. to bust through that being his age, you know, so he's not just yeah, going to jump off the undefeated. page. Yeah. yeah you, it just some, some are, some people are just saying that it sucks, you know, wasting, you know, uh, Garrett and, Chubb's years, you know, on these last few years, just kind of it's making it not worth it, you know. But hopefully, getting Deshaun in there will yeah, change that's, that up. Yeah, that's that's gotta be a, a great team, you know. You know, great thing in the back of your mind, like look how well we're playing without Deshaun. But you just look at Jacoby, you know, like like I said, you know what he is. You guys brought him in there to 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 steer the ship to do you know, this. What he's doing to keep the ship above water. Pretty yeah. much to yeah. not let it sink because that's what he is. We know he's a good backup quarterback. He can come in in a pinch, two and three, and start a game here and there. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and get you through some things. But you look at kind of how he's doing. You said he balled out, right? Like that's kind of what we've seen is that he'll put up the numbers. It's just he's not that franchise quarterback. And there's sometimes during games when, like, you're asked to be a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. and make those throws mm-hmm. at the end of game mm-hmm. on the last series, and you've seen that that's kind of been their Achilles' heel these past couple weeks. Is they've their their defense, their offense, their running game as a whole has kind of kept like kept them in it. Toward the very end, they have a chance to win, and he just ultimately throws the interception that does cost it. Now, last week against Falcons, obviously it was different. You guys didn't get another chance to kick that field goal, mm-hmm. so you put it on Jacoby and you say, "Well, I know I threw that interception, but hey, like we had a chance to score. You know, if, if he or we had a chance to win, you know, he makes that field goal at the very end of the game, we win, and we're not talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. It's tough, but I, I just try to keep perspective that eventually you're going to have a guy in there that's that's ready for those moments. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, every single game Sooner that we later. play, every week that goes by, it's a week closer. Mm-hmm. Monday, he's allowed back at the facility. Mm-hmm. That's this huge. Monday? Yeah, this, this Monday? coming Monday, tomorrow, nice. when this episode drops, Hell he's yeah. allowed back at the facility. So he's going to be able to get you know implemented in the team and – I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, um, he's a lot of facilities. He should be able to be a part of meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't stop or can't start practicing till November. I think the practicing thing is the only thing he can't do. Yeah. He can go watch film. He can go do, you know, do all that workout and stuff like that, you know. but And that's good to get, you know, familiarized with the team again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, run routes with the receivers again, get reacclimated. So, you know, that's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dylan, you got anything here for the Browns and Chargers game? No, I got nothing. Any thoughts on Deshaun Watson? Um, I, I really don't know. I haven't seen him play enough because he's been out so long. I'm just, uh, yeah. I'm ready for the Browns to get him going and see what they can do with him. That offense is going to look hella scary. With I just hope that they're still in contention whenever he comes back because that's the thing is this this whole year like because you look at it, twelve game suspension or eleven game, oh, I believe yeah. it was. Um, 
you look at it like, damn, he's going to miss the whole year. But, dude, he can come back yeah. extremely fresh, ready to rock. At the perfect He's getting time. a lot of time to be in the facility. Treat it like an injury almost. Mm-hmm. Like he's not practicing. He's not playing. He's on the IR, mm-hmm. quote unquote, you know. But he's still, you know, able to be involved in game plans and get familiar with how they do things, you know, leading up to the game. And I know he, had, he was able to play in the preseason. So he does have a little bit of an idea. But obviously when the bullets are real – a whole different in the game. regular season, it is a little bit different. But we will go ahead and stay in the AFC. Dylan, yes, Texans sir. and the Jaguars play today. The Jaguars are a little bit of an enigma this season. You don't really know what you're going to get from them. I guess early they looked like they were a team that was for sure heading in the right direction. Now kind of coming back down to earth a little bit here the last couple of weeks. What are your thoughts on the Jags, but obviously how this game go? Well, you know. The game went terrible. It was a, a bad game on both sides, honestly. It wasn't very fun to watch. But, you know, as far as the last two weeks, like when we played the Eagles with that rain and stuff, you know, I understood a lot of the stuff that happened. You have to so put I, you have that as a fact. You know, and it was bad. Like, I'm, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, some of his fumbles, the ball literally just came out. Like, you could see, you know, there was just nothing he could do. Like, I mean, he could hold on a little better. But, <laughs> I mean, as far as that, I was still a little impressed with the way we play the Eagles. But this week, oh, gosh, dude, just absolutely disappointed. I mean, the first half, nothing happened. Field goals tied 6-6. Uh, as soon as the third quarter comes, come back from halftime, Jags have a nice long drive all the way down. We were, crap, I think on the five, six-yard line. It was second and one. Trevor Lawrence throws a terrible pick. Mm. Ruins that long drive. You know, luckily – he came out of the end zone. I forgot who picked it off. I believe it was a rookie, though. Comes out. We we da- we. Trevor Lawrence gets a tackle actually on the first on the one yard line. Um, couple more punts. Well, actually a turnover on downs next. We also got on our next drive, and we went for it. I think three times on fourth down this week, and didn't get a single one. Which in the past few weeks, we've we've done good, and it's helped. But today, I think we realized, you know, we can't rely on that fourth down we got to make tries that we get we get first downs you know and uh late in the or late pretty late in the fourth quarter we had it was still tied up six six had the texans back third and 20 off a penalty and trayvon walker makes a rookie mistake uh brings or throws davis mills down at the end of after the whistle and everything ruins that whole third and 20 Damian Pierce ends up rushing for a touchdown that drive, brings it up, and then we couldn't do anything on the last drive. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he had 286 yards, but those two picks, one at the end was a Hail Mary, but just a terrible game from him. You know, 25 for 47, 286, doesn't seem too bad, but if you watch the game, you see, you know, just his decisions were bad. He's playing that Texans 4-3, Tampa 2, cover 2, Mm-hmm. So he's having to he's having to get the ball over and drop it into these pockets, right. you know, and that's something he ha- didn't do good today. You know, short ball was there, but it didn't really do do much, you know, but having to throw over, you know, he, he's used to throwing in the middle, throwing those mid range passes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do that today with that defense and that cover, too, you know, so that's really something that he's going to need to fix. And that's a nine. That's nine straight for the Texans against us. One sack in the whole game, like I said, it wasn't really much, but just bad. You know, with seeing what we can do, I just expect a lot more, especially in the divisional game. Playing the Texans, who, let's be honest, haven't been doing anything. Uh, Davis Mills today, 16 for 24, 140 yards. That's all he did. He's just – 
basically managing the game, trying to do the best you can, you know. You know, Damian Pierce, so 26 for 99, he really got it done today against us. You know, we've had a we've had a good rushing defense, but these last two weeks they have killed it. But still, good game for him, but still a terrible game for the Texans all around and for the Jaguars. I mean. No one's a winner here on this one. Yeah, that's what it's <laughs> really. <laughs> honestly, no one is. I mean, the Texans. I guess they won in getting a, a division, a division win against us. You know, dropping us, but you know, someone else has got to go into first. And you know who that is, and we hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. This is another one I did not get any eyeballs on. I had to actually, whenever I was updating the the picks to see kind of who was leading and all that stuff. I had to actually go look up to see who won this one. And it, I was, I was kind of sad to see the Texans. Obviously mm-hmm. no offense to the Texans. Or in yeah. fact, I don't wish downfall on any teams in the league. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a handful Texans definitely aren't one of them, yeah, but I was just, I, I want to see the Jaguars continue to, you know, take steps forward. And just because they lose doesn't mean they're not taking steps forward, obviously. And it's no, just, but... it's just tough. You know, you want to see them at least, you know, if you're going to lose, Show something. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it's no secret mm-hmm. here that I've attached my flag to Trevor Lawrence, you know, kind of checking on him, especially, you know, number one pick. All, everybody always wants to see how he turns out. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've attached my my um, flag to him and want to see less turnovers today. So the fact that he threw two interceptions, pretty piss poor interceptions, uh, showed me that the the week of growth didn't happen. And, you know, just the mental mistakes were, were there. And, um, you know, other than the – 286 passing yards. I mean, he's going to put up those numbers. Like I said, he's going to be the best thrower of the football in years to come. But those those uh, those fucking turnovers. That's what that's what they have to cut out. Oh yeah, and that interception. Did you see it? It was just terrible, yeah. man. Like, I, and on second and one, there's no reason to try to force that in there. I'm we had we had more downs. We were on the yeah, five yeah, yard plenty line. Plenty of ball game left too. Plenty yeah. of ball game. I mean, that could have changed the whole tone, you know. And then Trayvon Walker's penalty. I mean. Just stupid little mistakes, you know. That's what I was mostly disappointed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. You definitely got to at least get past that. But I think yeah. I do think the Jags will be all right. Just got yeah, to continue. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I mean, we just got to do what we were doing the first two weeks, and we got to be more disciplined, Mike. And I trust I trust Doug Peterson. I mean, shit, look what he's done already. I mean, I've seen flashes, you know. This just doesn't help because we're not going to win every game, you know. If we want to be contenders this year and show what we got, then, I mean, we got to win these easy games. Exactly. Yeah, you, you, the, the teams that are bad, you got to show that you're better than. And then yes, that's exactly. To do, but they'll have more chances to do that as we continue to get through the season. But the New York Jets, like we talked about, they were able to capitalize on a golden opportunity today with a third-string quarterback. Yeah, hey, sure. that, but that's not it. They took out Tua, and it was yeah. a legal hit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sauce Gardner, so you, you like to see that. You obviously don't want to see anybody get hurt. Yeah. But from a corner who's not only locking people down to come up and be that physical and make a highlight reel like that, hey, you love to see that. And it being completely legal. That's exactly. that's the that's the thing, man. And 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 like you said, I mean, when it rain, it fucking pours. If you're in that Miami team or you know affiliated with them, because like Mike said, they knocked out Teddy Bridgewater on the first play of scrimmage. That was the first play. First freaking play of scrimmage, and in comes seventh rounder. Skylar Thompson, Kansas State, Kansas State, <laughs> wearing number nineteen. I always, I, I, there's something about quarterback in number nineteen. You can be it's 18, a punter number, yeah, eighteen and below, <laughs> and I'll, I'll respect it, bro. But it's that number nineteen that's like, ugh, why the, why, ugh, 
Like, why? They don't even look good, number, especially it is such a weird number. But he went 19 to 33. He had one interception. Um, but, you know, he just played as well as a third string quarterback can play. No real chemistry with the wideouts. Tyreek and Jalen were pretty much non existent in this game. I think uh, Tyreek had the most of the the receiving core with forty one yards. Jeez, yeah, bro, it was it was not it was not good. He was in a walking boot after the game. Yeah, he was he was put in he's put in a lot of positions that was he was getting his ass knocked, bro. They were putting they were putting him on his ass a lot of the plays that he you know he did get connected to. Hey, remember he took it he didn't really take a shot at the Jets, saying that the the main reason why he plays for the Dolphins is because of state income tax because <laughs> there was a trade worked out with the Jets and the Dolphins and he backed out and chose not the Jets mm-hmm, last minute. Mm-hmm. I remember that, yeah. like in the offseason, that was actually pretty crazy. But I bet that played a little dividend in how they they treated him. Yeah, life was not sweet today definitely, in the Meadowlands. Definitely not. But Raheem Mostert did his thing to keep these guys in it, tallying up 113 yards. But it really was a missed 54 yard field goal that really um, sucked the win out of these guys. They were only down two, and you know he missed it, and it just went completely. You could just see it in everybody. The wind was just sucked out of them. But can we talk about how the fucking Jets put up 40 damn points <laughs> this week? Very, very uh, surprising. Zach Wilson didn't throw a touchdown, though. He didn't throw a passing touchdown, but he ran one in, and this run That's almost offense, more impressive. Yeah, well, it was, it, was, it was a read option. It was like five yards away. It was, it was a very good No, game. just the fact that they scored 40 and he didn't score. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, you go, there you go. There you go. But it was all in the run game today, boys, and, and Brees Hall had himself a day. He was the star focal point of this offense, of this young core. Um, he really had, he only had 97 yards, I think Five it was. Five yards to carry. Yeah, I mean, and, and every yard was was gritty, and you could tell his um, his familiarity with the game and where the holes are and where his blockers were going to block guys. It, it seemed – like everything was incohesive and he was just picking up the game real naturally. He really looked like a Le'Veon Bell 2.0. That he him with his patient and then as soon as he sees he sees a hole north and south. Never east and west. He's going to get them yards and he will fight for every yard. So it's it's really nice to see the young man feast like he did today off 18 carries, 98 yards, one touchdown. Um but yeah, all five touchdowns were scored on the ground. The Dolphins lose this one, uh, suffering another concussion, elbow controversy kind of deal. With who? With Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, so that's concussion. Yeah, it's it's well, it's his elbow. Oh my god, concussion. Dude, so they didn't even they didn't even down this fucking road again. They didn't even put anything towards like having any inclination and in putting him back in. Automatically, his ass was he was gone. But they don't want to say it's a concussion. Yeah, they don't want to say it's a concussion. Some random elbow mm-hmm. injury. Okay. That's what it's looking like again, man. I and mean, yeah, I definitely don't want to fucking you know they go down that road again. Obviously, but. This one goes to the Jets. Shout out to Andy and the, that Jets fan base. You guys won forty to seventeen. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a good win for them, especially the Dolphins, who I don't know. I mean, they don't have their starting quarterback. Completely mm-hmm. derailed their game plan today. Whenever Teddy got knocked out, but still, it's a good win for the Jets. You know, they just because a bad Jets team would the game would be close. You know, and the Dolphins would have a chance to win. And you think, hey, you know, exactly, the Jets almost lost to a third string quarterback. The good teams you know, put their foot on the throat of teams that do are in these, supposed to do. in these situations, you know, and I feel like they found a way to do it. With Zach run, Wilson's with now running the ball. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Zach Wilson. Shout out to the New York Jets for getting a win here. J-E-T-S. We'll move on to another divisional game though. Falcons at that Bucks. 
I didn't really know what to think about this game going into it. Um, the Bucks were banged up. We didn't get that Julio Jones revenge, re- you know, our redemption on you know mm-hmm. losing him, whatever, however you wanted to frame it. Right. Didn't happen. He didn't play this game. Russell Gage did though. Uh, I didn't see Keanu Neal. So in terms of all the the reunions, not everybody really got a chance to uh, to make an impact here. So we'll you know put that on hold for a little bit till Week 18 when we get the rematch. But as far as this one. Kind of a sloppy start for the Buccaneers. I mean, AJ Trail dropped a pick on the very first drive. So that right there could have I mean, an interception, I know, I mean, it was on third down, so we we got the ball anyways. It wasn't like that that specific interception would have like or him dropping it extended their drive or gave them life. Because I mean they punted to us right away, but still would have gave us a lot better field position. Momentum. And knowing that he threw an interception, you know, just from a psyche perspective. Mm-hmm. I know it's Tom Brady that we're talking about, but still, I mean it's still interceptions and in interceptions, still you in know. There. So Maybe makes him a little bit more hesitant to target AJ Terrell over there. Well, yeah, like I said, goes through his hands. The very next series for the Bucks, they go for it on fourth and one. They don't get it, and uh, so we're looking. Okay, we've lucked out here a little bit on defense, and then to start the second quarter, the Buccaneers get a 13 play, 88 yard drive. It was really, you know, set up by a very long Mike Evans touchdown that sets them up like on the goal line. Leonard Fournette actually punches it in on the goal line. He gets another touchdown later on in the game. They get a couple field goals from Ryan Suckup. Young Way Koo misses a field goal in between their two field goal makes. Been seeing a lot of Young Way Koo misses. I will say that. I, you know, put the cape on for this guy because I mean, he deserved it since 2019. He's been since been our kicker three seasons. He's been a hell of a kicker, but he's Phenomenal. missed some very makeable kicks. Um, and even like last week when we were there in person, some of the kicks that he was making, costly. Whenever you were watching them. You hold your breath because you're like, did that go in? You know, we're not really sure. They were so they're close, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so yeah. definitely want to see him get a lot better. I want to see AJ Terrell get a lot better. We got to get a hell of a lot better covering with our linebackers. Um, you know, and we just traded one of our best covered linebackers, or at least you know, in like, literally, literally. <laughs> in there, so just traded. we definitely got to uh, get better in that aspect. There are some areas, but the Bucks get up to a 21 nothing halftime lead, um, but they don't score again. They don't score again from like six minutes left in the second quarter. That's it. We literally shut them down. And we, we come yeah. back. Avery Williams gets a rushing touchdown, the first of his career. Shout out to Avery Williams. Let's go. From Boise State. We drafted him as a special teams ace. Cornerback makes the transition to running back, and he's fitting in pretty damn good uh, this season. Zacchaeus gets a touchdown from Marcus Mariota. We go for two. Um, Kadero Hodge gets that two-point conversion. So right then, 21-15. We get the ball. We don't do anything with it, though. That's the thing. We punt it back to them, and they're driving. But we – it's kind of hard to see how like how it exactly plays out. But long story short, Tom Brady drops back to pass on third down. Grady Jarrett sacks him. Beautiful sack. Grady Jarrett sacked this guy three times in the Super Bowl when we lost. So if, there's, if it's anybody's fault for, for the Super Bowl, the one person you cannot point fingers at is Grady Jarrett. And uh, he gets him down again today. I think he sacked him twice, to be completely honest. Like, today he was getting after his ass. He was flying around. I love to see that from Grady. But the referee literally called roughing the passer, and it was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my entire life. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh, I should take a look at it. You you really should. (laughs) It literally made me sick to my stomach, dude, because Tom Brady's 10-0 against us. They shoved that narrative down our throat the entire game all week. That's all I've heard about (laughs) is, hey, he's 10-0 against the Falcons. He's never lost to the Falcons, Mm -hmm. and it looked like he was going to beat us again today. He's watching it live in real time. It's going to take long. No, go ahead. You're good. No. Yeah, we we could could watch this. They called that roughing the passer. They called that roughing the passer. 
Like, what else was he supposed to do? Honestly, like I, I'm genuinely curious. Like, the, for the the person who threw the flag, usually the white hat. I want to know exactly what he saw and what made it yeah, a rough in the passer penalty because it did suck. And I know, like people say, like th- there was a clip today from the New York Giants, like someone was getting like a massage on the sideline, getting like their leg like rubbed out, and the angle. I mean, the dude's pants were down. You can see his ass crack. You know, I mean, and, yeah. Like the, the camera angle just made it look like he was doing something else oh, yeah, that he wasn't yeah. doing. And there was a meme. That, or there was there was just like a caption on that that said, "This is how the NFL wants you to tackle Tom Brady." Yeah, <laughs> that, that plays a big part. Of it. He's, it's Tom Brady. That's the only reason. But why. yeah, I mean, it sucked the life right out of our right out of our team. Fresh set of downs right there, rough in the passer, killed us. That yeah, referee is an Atlanta native, to be honest. So all my Atlanta guys. If he steps back in the city, Let him hit. do what you got to do. All right? That's all I'm going to say. But anyways, uh, yeah, definitely sucked to lose that way. But I do think the better team won today. Let's not get it twisted. The Bucks are a better team. So it does suck that it, that it happens like that. Hey, offense, do something for the first three quarters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's not fucking put you in a position where you need every last possession and it matters to where a rough in the passer penalty absolutely kills you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. set yourself up in a better spot and maybe you won't be in a situation where you need the referee's to uh, where their impact can, you know, make or break the game. That's yeah, kind of yeah. how I look at it. It sucks. I mean, the Falcons have been 100% like feisty in every game. Like we have not lost. We haven't got blown out. We're five and zero against the spread. This was like a I think nine point something yeah. like that. We lost by six points with a chance to win. And every single game there, we had a chance to win. Yeah. And that's what you want. But uh, yeah, I, I want wins more than anything though. And I think yeah. that we have a tough opponent next week. Another one after that with the 49ers and then the Bengals. So. Definitely got our work cut out for us, but nonetheless, looking forward to it because I do have confidence that we're not going to get our asses kicked. Right? That's what, <laughs> be competitive in all the games. Like, like you can be confident. We say, hey, you're not going to beat our ass. Like, so you come in, we can play. Like, it is we what it play. is. We, we might, we're gonna be but, here. Yeah, we're not going to get our. You're gonna feel kicked. us. Yeah. So, uh, you guys got anything on this? We're not yeah, sure if you guys. I, I just have a, a, que- a, I guess, two questions or, or maybe one. Uh, so, were you impressed or did you like the play of Marcus Marietta? And are you still? In the in the talks for for Ritter to be in in the game. Well, at halftime he was five for fourteen for fifty yards and a forty nine QBR, oh and we were down twenty one. So it's tough to say yes. I'm behind now. He did make a couple plays on the ground, right? He did scramble. Yeah, that's up, Marcus. Up some that's what nice. you're gonna get from Marcus. He threw that touchdown, like I said, late in the game. He completed mm-hmm. it on two point conversion. So it's not like the guy is ass juice, right? It's not right. like I think that he's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but we know what he is. That's just what it is. And I know he's that. I know he's a guy that's not going to absolutely suck. I mean, this was that's his first, Hawaiian. This was his first game without a turnover, you know? Hey. So I do give him credit there. Let's go. But you got to be more efficient passing. Now, he was missing Kyle Pitts. He was missing Cordero Patterson. Drake London stepped up, so he did get, you know, some help. But, yeah. I mean, still, the, some of the throws that he was making, I mean, the guys were having to dive out, like dive for him and make, make those sideline catches. I mean, when they're not supposed to. Like that's the thing is I didn't anticipate him being like some franchise savior or anything like that. You know, I didn't expect him to be our franchise quarterback going forward. I knew he was going to be a bridge quarterback. Right. But I just look at it like, why not just see what you got with Ritter? You know, you don't know what you have with him. That's the that's the whole point. Like everyone mm-hmm. says, Well, you start a rookie, you don't know what you're gonna get. You can, well exactly. Let's fucking find out. It's like I fucking told some people in a group chat the other day, like, imagine if the chart because I, that's what I've heard. Marcus Mariota is okay, you know, let him stay in there. Well, imagine if the Chargers would have kept Justin Herbert on the bench because Tyrod Taylor was okay, yep. and they want to leave him under his wing. And that, that's now. what they were going to do. It's not because – the only reason why he got starting is because the fucking doctor punctured his lung or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So that was their plan. They got bailed out for making a very stupid decision. 
And I know he's not yeah. Justin Herbert. He wasn't drafted number six overall or anything like that, but you don't know what he is. At the very least, he could be your next quarterback. And there's only going to be one way to figure that out. And I'm in there. These losses, I mean, we're losing games too. We're not just, you know, absolutely yeah. kicking ass this season. So we're going to have, we're going to be in position to maybe take a swing on a quarterback in the draft or free agency with all the money we have. I don't know. Way down the line questions, but there's a, there's a well, process to this. And part yeah. of the process is finding out if the guy you just drafted in the third round Good is worth a shit. He's on a rookie contract. What if he is the next Russell Wilson and we can actually build a team around him while he's extremely cheap? I don't know. I just think there's a lot more pros to cons, and I've said it once. I'll say it again. If you're going to make rookie mistakes at the quarterback position, you might as well do it with your rookie quarterback. Yeah, put in so your goddamn rookie. That's kind of how I've looked at it. But, yeah, that's that's where I am on Marcus. I mean, what do you got to lose, you know? Exactly. We're in a quote-unquote rebuild I mean, year anyways. But, I mean— You're going to win the division? or I feel like it's going to—we haven't gotten our asses kicked yet. I feel like that's what yeah. it's going to take. It's going to take us really yeah. getting our fucking shit kicked in for him to say, all right, you know, this is embarrassing. We got to do something different. The fact that we are alive in every game, it's tough to pull a, pull the rug out from under him. So I do understand that. But Caleb, you got anything on this one? Um, No, I really don't have much for it. I mean, like you were saying, you know, not really, not really much you can do whenever you just try, just wait too long to try to have a comeback. And, you know, one – one call can just kill everything that you, exactly. you know, just tried doing for the past quarter. So, but uh, one thing I will say, uh, not really about the game, but our trip last weekend. If you've never been to Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and your team plays there, you definitely need to make a plans to go there. Cause Hell yeah, that stadium is badass. <laughs> yeah, it is sick. So, uh, shout out Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Shout out. Definitely a good <laughs> shout out there. It's shout no Georgia out. Dome, but it is. Which Caleb has been to the Georgia Dome yeah. too, so he can attest. Well, and I'll say that son whooped my ass last week. So yeah, I do miss the Georgia <laughs> Dome last week. <laughs> that son being in there was cooking us. They opened us up last week. Yeah. But speaking of cooking, the Eagles continue to cook yes, their sir. way through this 2022 campaign or campaign. They make their way to five and zero. Yes, sir. They're the only undefeated only. team. Mm-hmm. There's a battle of the birds going down today. The Cardinals wear their nice shiny black slash you know cherry red whatever. I don't yeah, know what I don't know like what color red. It's like a red. lava. It's like a lava red. Yeah, something like, like that. I don't even know. That doesn't even make sense. But it just kind of goes <laughs> off. It's there. a cardinal. It's cardinal red. Oh, okay. Right? There you go. That makes sense. Yeah, it's right in front of you. <laughs> but Terry, that's awesome. This game seemed pretty close. The Cardinals had a chance to win it late with that yeah, field goal, or at yeah. least tie it. But yeah. what happened before? It that? was a three-game thriller. Um, the inning kick didn't go the, the Cardinals' way. It was sailed left, and it was not good. But from the beginning of this game. I thought Philly was gonna take it with with a land by a landslide. Like fourteen nothing, right? Yeah, right off the bat, Jalen goes down, scores easily. I mean, nothing that the defense could do could stop this team on this first drive. It was ridiculous. It looked like the corners were already playing back twenty yards in a zone already. So the the chip plays to AJ and then fucking uh, Devontae Smith, man. As being as little as he is, this kid could fucking take a hit because he was getting he was getting ponded all day, and just getting just getting smacked right up and like it was nothing. But yeah, shout out to those two dudes. Uh, but you know, like I said, they scored on the first drive very easily. Um, and then they come back on defense and intercepts Kyler Murray, and then go down with little restriction again to score going up 14-0. So right then, I'm just like, wow. Eagles are for real. They're gonna they're gonna pull this one out. And this one's gonna be a landslide and an easy victory for uh, the Eagles. But with five minutes to go in the second quarter, Kyler finally 
connects with Hollywood Brown for a 25-yard touchdown. It was pretty athletic touchdown from Marquise. Man, Hollywood's was, about to get paid, bro. Man. He is. He's he's worth that money. That guy is so shifty. He's so hard to get down. It looks like, man, I would hate to, you know, be a guy that's paid to tackle him. I still can't believe he was traded for a, a draft pick higher than he was drafted. <laughs> like seriously, he was drafted like 26th overall in the 2018 draft or 2019 draft, whichever one it was. And the, the Cardinals traded their number 22 overall right, pick right. for him like four years later. So I just thought that was pretty crazy. But yeah, continue. On that play, they had four, uh, four and a half minutes left in the in the half and. That next drive, Cardinals finally get pressure on Jalen Hurts. J.J. Watt finally makes an appearance and and gets Jalen out of his whack, and they go three and out. And going down uh, what would have been 21-7, to seven, now they have a chance of getting points to end halftime. And that's just what they what they did. They went for it on a fake punt on a fourth down to convert to move the sticks. And with the time winding down, they could go and kick a field goal going into halftime with a little momentum, 14 to 10. Um, second half was a whole different story. The Eagles only scored two field goals. So what they did and what they talked about at halftime really seemed to work. They were getting pressure. They were allowing the the receivers to play in front of them. You know what I mean? Let them get the short yards and coming up game tackling. And that really worked. And it seemed like it was the recipe to get the job done but like we were talking about earlier, um, the Cardinals would go down uh, with with you know with not ease, but they went down and and you know Kyler and that and the offense really saved their last their best performance for one of these last drives. Um, one of them was a twelve play or ten play dri- or twelve play drive uh, going ninety yards. Um, you know they scored off that from the you know Benjamin capping it off with a one yard touchdown, and then they went on a ten yard fifty yard drive or ten play fifty yard drive. God, I had a stroke there. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they atten- intentionally you know milked the clock so they could kick that game tying field goal. Kyler puts it in the perfect position, put it perfectly um, in where the kicker needs to be, right in the middle all that jazz, and he just kicks it wide left, ending the game in Eagles' favor. Them winning twenty to seventeen, but he whiffed it, man. I feel sorry for he. Sh- he shanks it hard because life was going to suck for him tonight. It wasn't even close. Yeah, like it, it was bad. It was Mike Vanderjack bad. If you guys remember that, the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> yeah. against the Steelers on the Steelers Super Bowl run, like like when Jerome Bettis was still there, right. they played the Colts and the Colts were like fifteen and one or something like that. Like without a doubt, favorites. And dude, he fucking whiffed this kick. That like, was this bad. Yeah, I know that's. But that they sucks. continue to be the only unbeaten team in the NFL. Shout out to the Eagle fans. Shout out to Joey. They got some teams right on their ass, so that's the thing. They're undefeated, but if they lose one game, they're tied for right. the first in their division. Mm-hmm. So it can go very, very quickly. And trust me, the Falcons have started off eight and zero, nine and zero, and literally didn't even want a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I know they're not the Eagles. The Eagles are built a little bit more durable. You know, trenches out. So I do think that this is more sustainable, and they are. They, you don't want to run into them right now. Yeah, no. They could beat you in so many different ways. They can out finesse you with the air, you know, the air raid attack, passing the ball through the air, but they can also out grind you and run the ball. And it's on the defensive side. This was a Hassan Reddick revenge game, though, I will say. Um, plays for the Eagles, had a little bit of a stop in Carolina, mm-hmm. but he was drafted by the Cardinals. Zach Ertz plays for the Cardinals, former Philadelphia Eagles. So there yes, was sir. a lot of revenge going on in this game, but the Eagles are the ones who go home on that nice yes, cross country flight with a W. But uh, we can go ahead and get into the rapid-fire section of the show. Let's Final three games here, Let's only three left. But they're all pretty lopsided, or at least, I mean, the scores aren't aren't always 
you know, extremely bad. One of them is. But some of them, the score doesn't really seem like it was that bad. But in terms of the actual game, yeah, it was, you knew it was. But we'll start with the one that was worse. Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills. Caleb, I mean, I know it's – it's. I would love to be talking about a Saints 38-3 to loss right now. <laughs> just them getting their absolute ass kicked. So I will give the floor to you. Yeah, I mean, it was good seeing the Steelers get the floor mop. <laughs> but, uh, Hell yeah. I mean, they, they, they can uh, come away with some positives here, you know, okay. like uh, pickets, just uh, before we get into what anything the Bills did, because, I mean, they did the most. So, sure. Kenny Pickett was 34-52 for 327 okay. yards. But, I mean, I 327 yards, and they only scored three points. They got a field mm. goal in their first drive of the game, and that was it for the rest of the game. So, got a lot of yards and stuff. He only threw one pick, you know, so it's just it's kind of hard to – like, what, he what threw more punches doing? than picks. Yeah, he really did. But uh, <laughs> no, the the Bills started the game off. I mean, ninety-eight yard touchdown pass to Gabe Davis. Oh my god! First, right to right start the game. The game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So in uh, their next possession, they got a field goal possession. After that, sixty-two yard touchdown catch to Gabe Davis again. Was he, going off. Yeah, absolutely insane. You know. Uh, Two receptions for like a hundred. <laughs> he only came up. He only has three receptions. Yeah, three yeah. for what? What was the one seventy one? Seventy one. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Yes. Yeah. Stephon I, Diggs was eight for one hundred two and one touchdown. See, like that's what's crazy. Is I didn't even see a single Stephon Diggs highlight. Yeah, and he he had a few. You know, I mean, but I mean, it's hard to top those two yeah. big plays because even that second one. For Gabe Davis was a one hander. I mean, Hell yeah. and that was a deep ball too. You know, so it was just super impressive. But yeah, uh, definitely uh, struggles for Steelers today. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. I mean, oh, shit, yeah, we man. talked about it, dude. You plug a rookie quarterback your first start on the road in Buffalo. Yeah. We kind of joked about it, but he did get into a little bit of like a pushing, shoving match. Yeah. Set up damn near or started a brawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did. And you look at the the Steelers tackle. Were you the one who sent me that video? Yeah, where it was like, yeah. The Steelers tackle was like, I knew I fucked up or something like that because he went and he shoved whoever it was that uh, I don't even know what happened exactly. Now that I think about it, because that might have been on a different play. Now that I'm thinking about it, because <laughs> it, it was like on the sideline. It was, yeah, yeah it was yeah, on a whole two different, different play. things. Yeah, but yeah, Pickett started that one because yeah. the dude hit him low, and uh, while he was getting up off the ground, he tried to shove that big defensive lineman down. I mean, of course, that's not going to happen. Hell so no. Dude got up and grabbed Pickett's face mask and wouldn't let him go. It's pretty funny, but I mean, gotta give it to Pickett for I mean, getting in there and you know, back uh, talk that shit. Yeah, that Arthur meme though. It oh, was like, yeah, the it was like Pickett after that, and it was like <laughs> Arthur Fist, the Arthur Fist. But it, was like, it was like a like a way smaller fist, really a little small. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. But Dylan, you got anything on this blowout? Oh no, I don't. That was just pathetic. How are things like in the Gonzalez household? I know that the uh, oh, Steelers are terrible. <laughs> yeah, really terrible. I, I couldn't imagine my my older brother's a buffalo bills fan and he lives in buffalo now so oh he lives in buffalo huh okay yeah he yes. moved from vegas to buffalo but he's all about the bills now and then he texted he texted the family group chat today and was like y'all ready for an ass kicking <laughs> and you know the girls in my family were like oh no you better be ready you know and i was like oh no don't worry they're about to get their asses kicked i did not think it was gonna be that bad it, it is pretty cool that i mean he was a was a bills fan before that and he got to move, move right, you know? it seems like that's like a true fan's dream right there that's legit move, as fuck. Move to your, yeah. you know where your team's from if you don't already you gotta live immediately there. do a swanton right through a table oh yeah, you have yeah, to yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Without a doubt, but Dylan, you want you had your eyes on the Cowboys and Rams game. Cooper Rush moves to five and zero as a starting quarterback all time. Maybe creating a little bit of a controversy there in Dallas. But how did this one play out? Yeah, uh, well, defense defense actually pretty much ran this game. The very first uh, drive, his name Dorrance Dorrance, uh, what's his name Armstrong? Sorry, uh, sacked Matthew Stafford, forced a fumble. They scooped and scored, and then uh, the next drive, he blocked a punt, had himself a day. He blocked a yep. punt, they get a field goal off of that, you know, and from there, pretty much nothing. You had two big plays, Cooper Cup, did Cooper Cup things, got a 75-yard touchdown. Uh, Tony Pollard ran it in, 57-yard touchdown. And, you know, Cooper Rush, I know there's going to be some controversy, but he really didn't do much today. 10 for 16, 102 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. He he's really managing the game well, though, you know, and he's getting dubs. So you do got to look at that. But Tony Pollard, eight for eighty six, ten point eight average. You know, that's that's freaking good. And Ezekiel Elliott got twenty two carries compared to his eight. I'm like, well, you know, you may have to split those a little better next time. Yeah, you might want to balance that out a little better, guys. Yeah, which they started the season off splitting carries, you know, and I think they should have kept that because Tony Pollard's he was running today, man, killing it. But, uh, and, and I mean, the Rams, I don't know what the hell's going on there. You know, they, they are not the team they that we see They're last not. year, obviously. Nowhere near it. Yeah, Cowboys sacked him five times. Late in the <laughs> game, uh, Micah Parsons finally got a sack and caused a fumble, which pretty much ended the game, even though, you know, they were down two scores. I don't think they were going to come back anyway. Aaron Donald got himself a couple sacks, but really didn't do much. But at the half... The Rams had 236 yards and 18, 19 minutes of possession compared to the Cowboys, 137 and 11 minutes, and they were still down. So I don't know if it's play calling or what, because I know they have the pieces to do good, but they got to change something in L.A. Yeah, they really do. I mean, like I, like I always say, dude, they're just so damn top-heavy. Like their roster, mm-hmm. if, if, they're t- if they're great players, don't play well for four quarters, then they really don't have a chance to win. I, I truly believe that. I think that – Having a guy like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on your defense is great, but good offensive coordinators, like good offenses that have more than just one piece, and they're going to be able to scheme around that. You know, they're going to be able to have success mm-hmm. on this defense because there are a lot of advantageous areas that you can attack. And then when you look at it from the offensive perspective, Matthew Stafford is not that great. Like, I know that he has a strong arm. He could sling it 90 fucking yards, but he's also going to sling it about 10 yards right in front of the face of a linebacker and just give it right to him. He just mm-hmm. does He just does so he that. Does. It's just what he's done in Detroit. He's still a great quarterback, not a Hall of Famer in my book. I know the Super Bowl is going to absolutely help his resume, but, hey, that's not my choice to make. Mm-hmm. But I do think that as long as Stafford's their quarterback, teams like the Cowboys, shout out to Dan Quinn. He is absolutely dialing up or dialing up some great stuff for this defense. You said five pressures like like two weeks ago or five sacks. Two five weeks sacks, ago, yeah. they had like, I don't even know how many sacks. They had 24 pressures on, like, Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Something like that. It's very high. It was brutal. It really was. But The uh, defense is good, and they held the Rams' run. The the Rams did not run. They started off with a few good plays, but after that, I mean, Cam Akers, 13 for 33, mm. and that was pretty much it. Two long, yards. Long, long, of, long of 13 the whole day. Yeah, Cowboys I defense. Mean, they just, oh. yeah. Carrying them. That's why whenever Dak Prescott gets back, they're probably going to actually they're probably going to take a big step forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. So, how's Cooper Rush, Dylan? I mean, everyone keeps talking about him being undefeated. Is that 
more of his team surrounding him, or is that him, you know, getting the job done? I, I really think Cooper Rush, he's he's just managing the game right now. He's not doing anything that says, you know, oh, this guy's this guy's really good, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, he's he's a shit ass quarterback or anything, but I don't think he's he's something great, but he with what the Cowboys do, he's doing real good at managing the game now. And that's perfect. Some, and some people sometimes that's all you really need, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all you ask for as a backup quarterback. Come in, find a way to win this game. And if you're banking on this guy being your starter with ten for sixteen, one hundred and two yards, mm-hmm. yeah, good luck. Good mm-hmm. luck. Yeah, yeah exactly. Three year contract <laughs> from the Panthers in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, anyway, one hundred and two yards. Go ahead, go ahead. That's just that's just crazy. Like just a hundred yards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but you get the win too, and a pretty good win. I mean, they controlled they controlled it the whole time. I mean, Marcus Mariota can get more than 100 yards. I mean, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the final game here: San Francisco 49ers at those Carolina Panthers. We talked about it last week. Gabe's heating and air hot seat very much is being filled by Matt Rule right now, oh, yeah. and that seat did oh, yeah. not get any cooler. In oh, fact, yeah. I've heard rumors that he might be out tomorrow. Today, oh, when you're it. listening to this. And there are several reasons why. Number one, he sucks. He's not a good coach. So they want to move on. They want to start their process and just call it what it is and get the uh, the dude who's not going to be coaching these young players for the long term, get him out of there. Number two, they have a very long contract. He signed a six-year deal. I'm not sure how long he's into the deal. Maybe this is like his third year into it, so still got a lot left. If he gets a job, say, in the college, like there's the Nebraska job, there's a lot of other ones that are available as right. well. If he were to land one of those because he's well-known in the college world, then it would make the, the contract buyout like a lot easier. You know, it would make that more of like a, hey, he has another job. I don't know the like ins and outs, the black and white of that, but I do know that that, that does exist. Mm-hmm. That if he were – if they were to fire him now and give him enough time for him to get a job, then it would it would handle – or the contract side would be handled a lot better. But right. anyways – I don't know really what uh what to take away from this. I mean, if you score 17, the Panthers are going to lose. If you score 37, you can expect they're going to lose. I mean, the Panthers <laughs> only scored 15. So even if the, the even if the Niners Scoot only scored 30. 17, they still would have won this game. Right. But it was really just I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, the cart or the the 49ers looked more, I mean, I don't know what it is, but when Jimmy Garoppolo was playing quarterback, they looked more like themselves. Yeah. This was like a homecoming game for Debo Samuel because he came from the University of South Carolina. They don't sure. really play over on the East Coast a whole lot. This is the closest one. They do play in Atlanta next week, so it's not too, too far either from that. So we'll see. He's probably going to have a nice uh, nice group there supporting him as well as 49ers fans absolutely filling up the damn stadium. But we'll talk about that next week. George Kittle looks like himself this game. Gets physical as hell. He's, you know, catching the ball. Mm-hmm. He does have a fumble here. Carolina recovered, but just the way he was playing, it was nice to see George Kittle out there uh, Back in making so. plays. Baker Mayfield throws a pick six in this game. A bunch of field goals are being cooked or kicked. Christian McCaffrey does go over 100 yards. That was the other uh, leg parlay. The parlay that kind of fucked me mm-hmm. there. But it is what it is. 49ers do get some bad news. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows in this game. Nick Bosa, him and his brother are going to be able to set those ice baths up right next to each other. And they can even hire the same doctor because they are both dealing with a groin injury now. Great. Uh, Joey Bosa was put on IR for the groin injury, long-term IR. Not like for the whole season, but he's mm-hmm. going to be there for a while. He's going to miss mm-hmm. Nick Bosa now has a groin injury as well. Same thing. So 
I don't know how long this is going to be there, but Nick Bosa was the number one ranked edge in the league right now because of he has like double the amount of pressures as anybody else. Sacks, he isn't like blowing us away, but it's like pressures are almost more important than sacks. Mm-hmm. I know sacks are, you know, very helpful for a defense, yeah, very but they can be inflating. Like there's coverage sacks and things like that. that uh, at the end of the year, those can add up. Yeah. And I've seen Vic Beasley literally just hit the ball out of the quarterback's hands eight times in one season almost, and it you know, gives him eight sacks whenever he couldn't bring a quarterback down like consistently. Pressures are more of an indication that you are getting to the quarterback mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. You mm-hmm. might not be getting the sack, but you are collapsing the pocket and you're getting there. So pressures are a stat that I feel like go a little bit under the radar when it comes mm-hmm. to edge rushers and just the totality of it. I feel like that should get more attention, maybe the attention that we give sacks to. Just back it back or like, you know, push it back a little bit and give a little bit more to the guys that get there and don't absolutely get home every time. But anyways, that's a whole other argument for a different day. That is what separates Nick Bosa, though. Micah Parsons, the same way. He gets pressures out the ass. Right. And uh, I just like what I'm seeing from those guys. But Jimmy Garoppolo sneaks in a six-yard touchdown as well in this game. I mean, it's, like I said, 37 to 15 here. They were getting points from a lot of different Everywhere and areas. Another pick six, like I said. They got one last week, the 49ers did, to beat the Rams. They get one this week, too, gifted by Baker Mayfield. And I don't know. Like I said, this could be Matt Rule's last game here. So, hope he enjoyed it. And yeah. uh, we'll see uh, We'll see what the Panthers do going forward. Yeah, I know CM might be happy about that. And probably very ecstatic if it happens sooner rather than later. But, you know, this offense and this whole this whole team, it really is heading in the wrong direction. And, 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 and I feel bad for my, my boy CM and that, that fan base. But, I mean, this this 49ers team, like Mike said, when Grapple's back there, they just seem to be right. I mean, they seem to look right, jive right, team. and feel right. Yeah, exactly. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. And, but they, I guess they're still, you know, riding Trey Lance of being the quarterback of the future and everything. So we'll see how that plays out. But I'm always happy when, you know, Jimmy G gets a victory. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys got anything on this game before we close out the show? Uh, I don't. I just uh, with the 49ers problem. I mean, it's never a bad problem to have two. I mean, quarterbacks. You know that we'll take Trey Lance better, off their hands. Right that now. are more than capable of getting the job done. What so, about I mean, Jimmy G? He can go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he was on that Super Bowl 51 roster. I don't need to. <laughs> Dylan, what about you? Oh, I don't got nothing. Nothing really. I'm just disappointed to see Baker Mayfield's career. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, I really didn't think he was that bad. I mean, honestly, he when honestly being a Cleveland fan, you know, I know just like, as much there is to know about Baker, and yeah, 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 he was he was not this bad with us, you know. I, I would yeah. say it's just, I mean, because with with him, you'll go throughout the entire game. He'll have a at the by the end of it, you'll say he had a shit game, but he only made two shit dis- like decisions, mm, you know. Yeah. That I kind of made yeah, really it, could, made it look that way, yeah. yeah. But now it seems like no, nah, he's looking like shit. That sucks because <laughs> I mean, I I never had a problem with Baker, but it's just how he handled things and stuff like that. It just he was not going to work with us, and it just yeah. doesn't seem like he's working out with him. Yeah, tainted your little one thing that was funny though is I guess he had balls batted down last week or something like that. This was last week's press conference after the win, where one of the one of the reporters asked, they were just like a. Hey, do you do anything that like to work on that? Is there anything that you can do? Like it was a genuine question. <laughs> was, hey, do you need, do anything to work on that or anything? Yeah. You know any drills for? You got some drills for me that I can do? Like if you what got some drills, you can let me know. Like he was clearly being a dick, <laughs> and then I, it, that was put on Twitter, and like someone quote tweeted it with like an actual like throwing camp school. Was like, 
had like six different drills that there was for people to work on. <laughs> the that. internet is undefeated. Yeah. Before that issue, like, this is called the blah, blah, blah drill. And they were like explaining like why there were like, <laughs> videos of people doing it. So it was actually pretty funny. Well, I set myself up for that. I've actually seen us do drills with Baker on that. They'll just hold bags up. Uh, like above the line as if they're just giant hands you know that's why he got it's, pissed because it's a sore it's a sore subject yeah now. yeah it's, it's funny it's like dang I mean, it's been a while since you've probably done those then like that. <laughs> but um you know, Bla- you know blake bortles had a big problem with getting passes batted down too hey shout out to blake bortles blake retired yeah. called it a career hey I, I will say man this is a dude that was in an AFC championship game and had a lead on tom brady you say what yeah. you want about the guy yeah. but mm-hmm. he was top three pick and uh, he lasted a pretty long time in the league. He got some money. That's for damn sure. I mean, yeah. he, got, he, got, he got a contract from you guys, did he not? Yeah, another great another great game manager. You know, he did what he did because we had a defense to win games. So I'll say, I feel like the defense mm-hmm. really won. Blake, do what he got to do. <laughs> yeah, that's the boat, man. Of course, <laughs> him, him retiring has brought up some old like interviews and stuff of him. I've seen. He seems like he's funny. I'm not gonna lie. He's, a character. Oh, he's he's one of the boys, dude. I love that one where they ask and the ladies like toward his house and stuff. She's like, so if he weren't in the league uh, playing football, what would you be doing? He's like, oh, probably working construction, ripping cigs. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> Dead serious. Mark Andrews. Yeah, Terry's commenting on it. We are watching the Sunday night football game with about a minute. And some change left in the third quarter. The Ravens do have a three-point lead, 13-10, to 10, and they're driving down the field right now. We'll see who does come away with this win. Who do you guys have? I have the Ravens winning this, and it seems like from the from this, the jump, like the secondary is holding up a little bit. They're kind of containing Jamar and all them with, uh, exactly. with Peters. And, and that's, what, that's what I was going to say. I did pick the Bengals to win, but the, the game is already playing out different because I did it. Expect the Ravens defense hasn't been that great this season. It really. Well, why do you think they are allowing those comebacks, like to the Dolphins right. and the Bills fourth came back? Comeback. So this game isn't necessarily over. It might actually just be getting started here once the fourth quarter happens. But um, that's the reason why I picked the Bengals is because I thought that their offense was going to be able to have their way with this team, and it's not playing out that way. So I already know that even if they do win, it's not how I expected it to go. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take the win, but still, it's. Not quite how I predicted it to go, but y'all still stick with the Bengals here. Hayden Hurst is their leading receiver right now with six receptions, 53 yards. Revenge game. He did. Mm-hmm. He was drafted by the Ravens, mm-hmm. like 25 years old because he did the baseball stuff. But still, yeah. he's a phenomenal tight end. I'm, I'm a Hayden Hurst guy. Yeah, I love Hayden Hurst. Um, I would like to see this game end in both losses. By both <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've already uh, looked into the league. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, if if I want a team to win, I guess it'd be Baltimore. Yeah, I feel like I just feel like they are more all around. It seems like this year their defense is a little suspect and situations like in the game and stuff like that. You know, even just that couple of drives ago, they had a pass interference. You know, just set since yeah, they didn't uh, get anything off of it. But I mean, their defense is just kind of holding them. Hold them back, it seems like. Yeah, so. this is smash mouth football. That's what they play in the AFC North. But Dylan, I believe you said you pick. The Ravens, right? The Ravens, yeah. I just always expect greatness from the Ravens offense. I mean, I know they can, you know, and the Bengals have been just, I don't know, like just like the Rams, they don't look like the same team from last year. Mm-hmm. But, you it's know, I think the Ravens. Just but, and I think we're all on the Chiefs bandwagon for tomorrow night oh, against definitely. the Raiders. Oh, yeah, of course. That one might get ugly. No no offense there, but. <laughs> yeah, that one might get really bad quick. But that does do it for us here at the Football Function for the Week 5 Review Show. I definitely want to appreciate both of the, these guests for taking the time out of their right. night 
actually talking to us and you know joining us for the show. These shows aren't sure it does take some time to get them recorded and all that stuff, but also taking time out of their day to watch these games and take notes on them and actually, you know, come on the show and give some insight. I feel like these are the best episodes. We've had a pretty successful five weeks here with all the guests and stuff. So I feel like it's going pretty smooth. And it wouldn't be going smooth without the willingness of you guys, you know, to right. take your time and all that stuff. And Caleb, your contributions every week with the flash drive, we definitely appreciate that. And you're also okay, starting yeah. to cover more games for us. You're actually covering, you know, not just the Browns. So we definitely appreciate that. It does help take the load off of us and, you know, make these these review shows a little bit easier that to digest. Does. But Dylan, I'll ask you first, any shout outs, any any plugs, anything like that before we sign off? I don't got any. I just want to shout out Blake Bortles again. I'm <laughs> 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 oh yeah. UCF legend. Let's go. Yes, sir. In Florida boys. Yeah. <laughs> um the only thing I really gotta say is uh shout out you guys for just keep doing this, you know, not only every week, but it's day in, day out. It's not a, just a once a week type of thing. I mean your real fans know of that, you know, a couple episodes every week, these guys staying up late, editing, doing stuff like that, doing their research, you know. A lot goes into it than just you know talking into a microphone. So I appreciate that. And shit, man. even that's hard. You know, it's not easy what you guys are doing. Like, <laughs> like Thomas was saying a few episodes ago, you know, like the shit is not easy. You know, it's, it really ain't. Actually, being here in front of the mic, it kind of gets you a little, you know, a little nervous, but definitely a little breath out of yeah, out of whack a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I do appreciate you guys letting me come on here. You know, and definitely not going to be the last, but uh, hell yeah, yeah. You know, I want to make a trip down there pretty soon and be in studio. Dude, hell yeah. Get the funky time, dude. You need to come. You, of all people, would enjoy this room for sure. With all the videos and stuff, I can tell. I'm like, damn, I want to go see that shit. It looks nice. Bring your ass to funky time. Shit, dude. I could actually use your help with some of the technical stuff we got going (laughs) on here. That ain't no lie. So I would definitely, you know, you can definitely make your way down here for sure. But (laughs) with with all that being said, I do appreciate you guys one more time. I do want to give a shout out to the listeners as well taking the time out of their day to uh, let us be a part of their day, whether sure. they're, you know, driving to work, working out, just sitting at home, cooking dinner, whatever it is that you're doing. We appreciate you taking us with you and we hope you enjoy this episode. We do have another one coming up here in the next few days, the uh, week six preview show. Yes, sir. And then after week six, I'm doing the wide receiver guide a little bit different because, you know, I mean, I like to do it after the quarter mark week four, week eight, week 12, week 16, but there's 18 weeks. So I'm going to do it. Just I'm going to divide it into thirds okay. after week six. After week 12 and after week 18, nice. just to, you know, have it a little bit more even. I feel like that makes a little bit more sense. And just to give you a little bit of an insight to how my, uh, you know, brain works, there was 18 weeks in the season last year, and I didn't think of this. So I went a whole season, <laughs> <laughs> and I just finally realized that this is probably smarter than I do it this way. So 